Hello, everybody. This is Erica. This is Shari. And this is April. And you are now listening to Three Sykes and a Mic. Just as a disclaimer, although the contents of this show may be educational and therapeutic in nature, this should not be considered a replacement for therapy with a licensed professional. If you would like more information on how you can find a therapist in your area, please contact us on social media. All right. Hey, everybody. How are y'all today? All right. Well, pretty good. We are back. We are back. We are back. You're listening to Three Sykes and a Mic. So thank you all for joining us this week. Um, Just to check in with you all. What's been going on? How's it going amidst the social distancing (laughs) time that we're in right now? (laughs) Yeah, uh, it's been good. It's been crazy. Hope everybody has toilet paper. Well, <laughs> right. Just just regular, yeah. like not relating to the virus or anything, just because you need it. You need it. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, people didn't need it before the virus came. So <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure why. People now oh need goodness. 245 rolls of toilet paper right now. People are ridiculous. Yes. People are ridiculous. I, people I, this are. whole thing has just been so disappointing. It's like a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's so, so much stuff that is so interesting to see now because it's like it shines a light on things that people were not doing before the coronavirus that they probably should have been doing before the coronavirus. So like restaurants are now sending emails about how they're cleaning and how they're, I think April, we were talking about how like they're wiping down subway trains twice a day. And it's like, y'all weren't doing that before. Why weren't you doing that before? Right. That is unacceptable <laughs> you know i now know how often jimmy john's cleans you know mm-hmm. i'm just getting all types of things yeah in my email box <laughs> exactly it's so funny because i was talking to one of my friends I was like see it was like now the whole walking in the house and washing your hands before you do anything else doesn't seem so odd to people now because i literally have had people say oh my god like why do you come in the house and like go straight to your sink and wash your hands Cause I've been out in public. I don't know what all I touched. I yeah, just kind of want to wash my hands. Yeah. See, I don't do that in a sense, but typically when I walk in, walk in the house, I use the bathroom. So it happens anyway <laughs> that I wash my hands, but I've yeah. never thought like, <laughs> let me wash my hands because I just got in the house as I use them. Like, let me hurry up and get to the bathroom because mm-hmm. I've been holding it. Yeah, I just ha- it's just a natural thing. Like as soon as I walk in my house, I just wash my hands just because I eat constantly. So usually, <laughs> as soon as I come in, yeah. like I'm getting a snack, I'm about to sit down and eat food that I just picked up, or I'm about to start cooking. Like everything is about food in my life. Seems like so. <laughs> as soon as I come in, like I immediately wash my hands because I have a thing about like don't go in my kitchen. And put your hands in my cabinets and my refrigerator and you haven't washed your hands. So yeah. my first stop is, like you said, April, either the bathroom or the kitchen. Yeah. So in both places, right. I'm washing my hands when I come in. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But God bless sense. those. Yeah. It also lets me know that people don't like to wash their hands because we're out of hand sanitizer. But soap is plentiful. In the soap it, well, it's not. It's. It's a convenience thing. Like, even with all of this, people will still choose convenience mm. over, like, effectiveness. Because soap yeah. is still more effective than hand sanitizer. Like, hand sanitizer right. is not to replace. Right. It's not meant to replace uh, soap and water. It's more so when you're in a place where you can't really wash your hands. Or, mm-hmm. like, I, I was at a hospital earlier this week. And there were hand sanitizer stations all through, like, all throughout. And every time I hit one, boom. <laughs> mm-hmm. my, mm-hmm. I'm using it, but it's like it still doesn't replace soap. Like mm-hmm. when I'm have an opportunity to go to a bathroom, I will wash my hands. It's not supposed to like replace right. it. Completely replace so, it. Like yeah. now because you've used hand sanitizer, you no longer have to wash your hands. Like right. please yeah. still wash your hands. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's, like, it's a convenience thing. Like so that 
That reminds yeah. me of something for memes, me, uh, memes, media, and madness, or whatever the segment is called. Yeah. Did y'all Let's see? <laughs> did y'all see the one where it was this this woman, just a white woman? She was sitting in her car, and she was just exasperated by something that she had witnessed in the grocery store. Where it was a lady. (laughs) Yeah. So it was a lady who was in front of her. And I guess the young man at the cash register was like, you know, ringing her up, doing all her stuff. And he touched his face. And the lady went ballistic. Like, oh, my God, you touched your face. (laughs) Like, you, you, you've got to like, wipe don't. Like, it was almost like, oh, my God, you just rubbed acid on your face. Your whole face is about to melt off. Like, you have got to, like, do something. So, the young guy said, okay, well, I put some hand sanitizer on my hand or whatever. And it was like, okay, great. And then she immediately went to go use the debit card keypad. (laughs) And touch all over the keypad that everybody touches. Right? She had no gloves on. She's just, like, touching all over the keypad. And she's like... Why are you going ballistic about this young man touching his face? You are touching everything. Like we're we're all out here touching stuff that we're exposed. Like we are fully exposed. As soon as you walk outside, fully exposed. Just and it's okay. It's okay. Just take the precautions. Wash your hands. Wash your bodies. Yeah, Keep like if you're distance. gonna be that freaked out, you probably shouldn't go out. I'm gonna need you. Like to you probably should be the ones. Yeah, inside get delivery. That way you don't have to see. Because I'm like, you know how many people are touching the groceries that you just right? Exactly touching the groceries on the like the ro- rotator belt, like that your food just sat on. Like, mm-hmm. calm down, people. <laughs> yeah, just calm down. Yeah, so that's kind it. of. I hope, like, keep speaking with the the madness piece. I don't know if you saw the story of the guy in, was he in Tennessee or Kentucky, who stockpiled all these um, Clorox and wipes and Amazon shut him down because he was price gouging. Mm. So now he has a garage full of all this stuff. So I just saw where the attorney general um, for the area issued him a cease and desist saying that you can't sell they are not allowed because he was right. Like that is illegal. You can't price gouge <laughs> in a state of emergency. Gouge. Right. Um, and so wow. he posted on his website that he was giving it away to first responders and churches. Thank and, but I don't know if he actually did or not. But I'm like, this is like, I already have a thing about people trying to take advantage of people, period. But yeah. in times like this, it's like, it turns my stomach how people will try to turn a profit Mm-hmm. in a time and and not knowing like this affects us all like yeah. it's not good for you to have 40 packs of wipes and your mm-hmm. neighbor doesn't like that mm-hmm. does happen it's gonna come back yeah in some way yeah exactly so, that definitely is a lot of madness <laughs> A lot yeah, of it's crazy. I'm glad that they stepped in and like stopped that because yeah. I saw the picture of his garage because I ridiculous. saw the article. Somebody yeah. sent it to me this morning and it's like stockpiles mm-hmm. of like hand sanitizer. It's pretty ridiculous. So, yeah. 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 Exactly. So hopefully everybody out there is, you know, managing their mental health and panic and anxiety mm-hmm. as, as much as possible. Um mm-hmm. You know, log off when you need to take care of yourself. All that yeah. good stuff. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I, yeah, making I, sure I've to manage to... your anxiety mm-hmm. during this time because anxiety does high heightened anxiety completely impacts your immune system, right? So mm-hmm. right. when we talk about like making sure that we're staying healthy and making sure that we're taking care of ourselves by washing our hands and social distancing and things of that nature, it's going to be really important to manage the anxiety that you're experiencing right now because right. that does impact your immune system. It does impact your blood flow. It does impact how your cells are impact like working in your body. Mm-hmm. And so make sure to take time to do the things that are going to bring you some calmness some peace some serenity just kind of bring you back to zero so like things like 
taking a walk, listening to music, you know, those types of things that can just give you a break from things, taking a break from social media, taking a break from watching the news for, you know, a minute throughout the day, um, doing things that are going to be helpful can really help boost your immune system. So we want to make sure that you're doing some of that too. Right. Exactly. Yep. Find something to do. This might be the time to go ahead and put that, in my case, a shelf together has been sitting in the closet. Yes. Clean out the closet because I, <laughs> like others, am going to be working from home for the next couple of weeks, which I'm not excited about. <laughs> I, I don't do well with being in the house. Right. Um, Meanwhile, I'm being so. told I'm essential. Um, the devil is a lie. So. Welcome to the government, girl. Welcome girl, to the government. Listen. <laughs> listen. When I tell you they rarely, well, I'm not going to say that. They they rarely send people home. So when they start sending people home, it, it's pretty, pretty, yeah. Yeah, don't it's, worry. It's, I mean, I've never been one to have to be told, like. <laughs> to go home from work. I mean, I guess I'll be finding out what those reprimands look like real early <laughs> in my career. Uh, because <laughs> listen, Dang. all I know is an orientation. There's a such thing as leave without pay. So if I have to, this is true. This is true. She will. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. So good. So, okay. Cool. Well, we got our memes, media, and madness out the way. Um. <laughs> Oh, other media, quick thing. So I discovered, I want to say discovered, I finally listened to this album. Um, I posted in the comments on the Instagram page, Terrell Grice, Invitation to the Cookout. Mm-hmm. It is so good. This is like a mixtape. Yeah. So Terrell Grice does this YouTube show called Song Association, where okay. he brings on singers and he'll give them a word and they have to come up. With, and it's so, like, it's one of my favorite shows. It's yeah, a great thing to awesome. watch. Oh, so if you're looking for something to watch in the next couple of weeks or however long it's going to last, check out his page. And he did like an album with a lot of the people who had been on the show. So there's a song um, with Layla Hathaway that's beautiful. Um, and there's one with Tim, Kim Cruz who won one of his competitions. Mm-hmm. And I think the song is Untouchable or Unbreakable, but it's like a worship song. But there's the first line which said something like, you didn't lose your best. Mm. And basically, like that thing you lost is not the best thing that's going to happen to you. And I was like, "Oh, oh, yeah. wow, <laughs> nice, nice." It wow. was. I like that. Like, yeah. And so what is this like, again? It's called "Invitation to the Cookout." That's the name of the album, and it has a very '90s vibe. Yeah, um, nice. With a little, you know, the mix here and there, but it is yeah. so good. Um, this is good. Yeah, I I really like watching his YouTube show. It's really good. His energy is awesome. Um, so I really enjoy watching it. I'm going to have to listen to that album. So, um, all right. Well, check that out. Um, so are we ready to move on to our topic? Yes, yes. Let's okay. move on in. So today's topic is all about saying no. And the famous words of the... Um, epic group Destiny's Child. Um, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's immediately so, what I thought thought about when you when we no, started no, to no. talk about this topic. Really? Can but we insert a clip? <laughs> right. No, no, we no, no. Part Destiny's no. Child clip because Beyonce does think, not play. I think we could get away with thirty seconds. You, I, I, I girl, think, I do. Girl, thirty seconds. <laughs> um. So specifically, how do you deal with with hearing no, being told no, and telling other people no. So I know we've talked about boundaries before, but we're gonna get a dive a little bit more specific into the what happens when we tell people no and the guilt that comes along with maybe not telling people no. And how do we deal with hearing no? Right. Um so I wanna start with you all with first, how do you deal with hearing a no? I yeah, guess it so depends. Really, yeah. How? I think it depends on who is delivering mm. the no as to how it makes me feel. I'm okay with no's. I mean, 
you grow, you know that every every answer is not going to be yes. Um, but I guess it just depends on who is delivering the no as to what kind of feeling it elicits in me. You know, if it's my partner, you know, saying no, like you're, it, it may elicit a different kind of feeling than if it's like a coworker saying no or a supervisor saying no or a child telling you no. I'm very averse to that, especially when there's a mandate being given and a child is telling you no. So it just, it just depends on who I'm receiving the no from as to like what kind of um, feeling or reaction I have to it. Okay. Um, so I hate being told no. Um, Cause <laughs> I typically don't ask for things often. Like I'm, I'm really prideful in that way that I yeah. don't really ask. So if I ask for something, then it is like, I can't do it by myself. Like that's typically, I have tried every, <laughs> you know, figured out every configuration of trying to do it on my own. I've just accepted, okay, I need to ask. Um, yeah. Now, kind of what Shari said, if it's something small, then I don't, I don't like, I'm not going to freak out. If it's yeah. like, hey, uh, do you want to go to Target? And someone says, no, I can't. I don't, that's not a big deal. But if it's like a need or, um, or like a big thing, I hate mm-hmm. being told no. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Now I'll deal with it. And I also say one thing Tuskegee, being a graduate of Tuskegee University, has taught me is my mantra is I'll find a yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So even like if it's something that I really want and I'm told no, it's like, okay, I'll figure out a way to get it. It's like a <laughs> challenge. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I, I, I have been, uh, especially like in personal <laughs> relationships, <laughs> I don't pout, but like, I've been told like, Girl. hey, like you were spoiled. It's like, no, I just, I don't like I want an example. I need an example. Give me an example. <laughs> and it'll be something small. Like, um, let me see what examples can I get without, <laughs> without getting yourself think, in trouble. Look, right, not that bulging too much. Um, just little things like where are we going out to eat? Or I had thought we were going to this place and then they decide, well, I'm going to do something else. I'm like, why? I'm right. <laughs> no, I'm a huge powder. I don't know. Yeah. I don't do well with receiving no's in like, especially like personal relationships. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I'm usually like, yo, like I'm always, and that comes from a space of me always being available and always trying to make it happen for other people, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, so when I receive a no, I often have to kind of re organize myself a bit. Cause I'm usually like, my first thought is, well, I would make it happen for you, you yeah. know, so mm-hmm. why can't you make it happen for me? You know, mm-hmm. so yeah. I've I've noticed that about myself. So when I get that urge or that thought comes up, I kind of have to pull myself to the side and have a little conversation like, well, this is not OK. People have the right to say no. Right. right. You yeah. know, they have the right to say not now. They have the right to say, no, that doesn't work for me. Yeah. I used to have an issue with people who said yes and then said no. Mm. Ooh, now that is a pet peeve. And oh. so, yeah, that's yeah. that's usually. And so I have been known and I have friends that, you know, I have been known to call them flaky. Like, or I just say, I don't really put a whole lot of stock in your yes because I figure like it's going to be a no later on. But I also, I also learned to like really respect that sometimes in the moment when you ask someone, it is a yes. And that, you know, it can turn into a no if circumstances warrant them and that you shouldn't really hold that against people. Right. Because sometimes things do change, which also makes me not I'm not one that really likes to give a yes ahead of time because I am one that will want to say no after maybe I've said yes, you know, three days ago. You know, I'm like three days ago. (laughs) Yes, I'm ready and all for it. And now the time comes and it's like, oh, my God, 
I agreed to do this thing mm-hmm. and I don't want to do it. But, um, and so feeling compelled to follow through, you know, is a big thing. But I have, you know, like I said, I used to kind of be like, ugh, you know, mm. I, sometimes I even, even if someone says yes, I also, I kind of already prepare for in the event that this doesn't work out. Um, yeah. I always kind of have a, a backup plan. Um, and there's just sometimes, and some people like, I don't necessarily include in the number. Like, mm-hmm. even if it is a yes, yeah. like I kind of just in my, in the back of my mind, I don't necessarily include them in the number. And if they yeah. come or if they do follow through, then great. But I don't have the right. expectation of a follow through. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's right. one of the, like a pet peeve of mine is flakiness. Um, and I get things happen. Like not, not the, you know, something came up and you just couldn't do it. But because kind of similar to what Shari said about um, making her, herself available, I will go like, missing a limb bleeding if to something if I told you yes like I'm going to right. make sure mm-hmm. um like it has to be serious for me to cancel because mm-hmm. I'm a firm mm-hmm. believer and like to me it's just like once you give your word that that's what you said and you you gotta do it unless like and right. I so when it when other people do it to me I'm just like oh no like <laughs> now again if stuff comes up that's that's fine but if it's a recurring thing yes. um and then, because then I have to start evaluating the the relationship like character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And actually, I have a friend who their yeses I kind of have to be like, oh okay, like mm, like we'll see. Because mm-hmm. yeah, and and it's hard because you know it's very hard to get like to. And I'm a planner in certain things. Like that's the one area. Like. I guess socially, even mm-hmm. work, I'm a planner. So once I hear a yes, I'm making plans based off of that yes. Mm-hmm. So then when it shifts, it's like, uh, you didn't, you didn't throw off. Yeah, I threw off plans. the plans. Yeah. Yeah. But that's yeah. probably the time where I'll get the most upset with yeah. the no. Cause any other time I know it's just me being, you know, get over yourself. Right. But when it's, way. yeah. But when it's you said yes, and especially if I made arrangements based off that yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did come with a no? And we've talked about like no in like what well, it sounds like more like like friendships and mm-hmm. like close relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, but how do you or how often have you gotten no's when it comes to things like professional things that you've wanted or mm-hmm. you know things that you've actually gone for career wise or like school wise? Like how have you dealt with that? Like how have you coped? Yeah. Ooh. Uh, I guess a, a <laughs> indirect no that I got in my professional life was not matching my first round for internship. Yeah. And um I have not had a lot of situations in which in my you know educational life or professional pursuance of things where you know somehow a door has not been open. You know what I mean? And so in this instance, it was a huge no, right? Because this no means no, you cannot start internship, which means no, you will not be graduating in a year, Mm -hmm. which means no, you can't take that job that they said, hey, we want to offer this to you after you finish internship because you're not going to be available. So... It was like a big no for me. Um, But I will say that in that particular no, and I know like, and some people are not, I don't know, very spiritual or faith-based, but the night prior to hearing that no, it was like God said, it's not going to happen and I need you to be okay with it. I got you. Right. And so before I even checked, I already knew it was a no. I had interviews, right? I'd gone on interviews. Like it could have been a yes, but I was already told, nah, it's not this year. This is not the year. 
And so I didn't even, like, everybody was waking up. Like, I knew what time I could check. It was super early in the morning, right? I slept like a baby that night because it was like, make peace with it. Because sometimes no's are for your, for your good, you know? Mm -hmm. And that no is absolutely for my good because, um, it gave me the opportunity to gain other experiences. It gave me the opportunity to finish my dissertation before going on internship, which was a blessing because the internship that I ended up getting um, probably created um, problems with my mental health, <laughs> um, reignited some substance abuse concerns that <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, needed to be addressed. I mean, right. so the no ended up being a blessing in disguise, but it was, you know, it's hard to be like, oh, wait a minute. Cause you're so, some, I think mm-hmm. I was so used to, like April said, like if there's always a yes somewhere, maybe it's not right here, but if you tell me no, I'm going to go find a yes. Yeah. You know, somewhere else. And so this was one of those situations where, couldn't find a yes mm-hmm. anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm over yeah. here nodding because I had the same <laughs> situation, and God did not tell me the night before. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and there are like two big things that stick out to me when I think of like hard nose, and one was um, a fellowship that I did not receive, and I just knew I was a shoe in, like. I, I mean, knock the criteria out the park. And and the thing is, like, I know when I've half asked something, like an application, I just did some of the, this yeah. one, I was like, oh, no, like, I got this one. There is no way. Um, and I didn't get it. And like mm-hmm. several of uh, my friends had received it. And I was like, well, what? And so I remember I met with the person who was on the um, kind of the, the selection committee. And I was just like, you got to tell me what, because there is no way I can, like, I need to know what it was. And basically it was, it wasn't even about my application. It was more like politics types of type of thing mm. of mm. who could receive. Right. And because of, I was from a college wow. that received funding, I wasn't considered to be as of need as others. Um. Um, and I pitched a fit and I was like, but it's not a need based fellowship. Like you're punishing me for, being like for having a scholarship right but that and so anyway but that worked out because i ended up getting a job in that department because someone was like okay i'm gonna give you another citizenship um Mm -hmm. but the which is kind of that find a yes Mm -hmm. type of attitude because i walked out of there with, with money essentially but um but the internship one was a big blow because i think i wasn't expecting it yeah um and like a, being a clinician is something that I really like no idea well. Yeah. Now stats, sure, you got me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, writing here or there, but like a clinician, oh, I, like that is a skill. Mm-hmm. Um, so to not match, it was such a blow, and I had to do a lot of like it took me some time to kind of bounce back from that one, and then to kind of see what I did wrong. And the beauty of it is that I learned from, from my mistakes. And I was able to share that with another friend Mm -hmm. who was applying for internship, who um, she didn't match her first round. And I kind of told her like where she went wrong. Cause it was kind of the same areas that I did. And she matched the second round. And I know Mm -hmm. had I not had my experience, I would not have been able to share kind of my mistakes with her um so it definitely was a learning lesson of um just knowing like you may think you are excellent in one area but that might not matter to the people Mm. on the other side and Mm. you need to know what they're looking for Mm -hmm. for Um, and to and I was, and I was very like hyper focused on one path. I'm only going to apply to these types of sites. And I wish I would have had someone to say, no, you need to apply. Mm-hmm. It don't matter where you want to end. Like, and that's where I think I messed up. I had, I limited myself. Mm-hmm. So those were the two, I will say, um, 
like work related or professional related knows that kind of took yeah. took the uh what is it the wind out my sails a little it took bit the wind right yeah yeah no I've definitely had that experience where all the wind had been knocked out of my sail my sails when. Um, the first time I took my licensure exam, um, I didn't pass mm-hmm. and it really like complete, it was a complete blow to not just my career, <laughs> but also just my, um, own like self-perception. Mm-hmm. I started to doubt myself, started to doubt, you know, if I was prepared, I started to doubt if I was a good clinician, even though I know that this test does not even correlate with your clinical skills. Right. Um, I started to question so many things about just my journey. And like Erica said, that was the first big no for me. Up until then, things just worked out, you know, and and not saying that I didn't work my ass off because I did, but Things worked out along the way, according to plan, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe there was a misstep here that I had to wait another month or something like that. But there was never like a huge situation that completely knocked you off your course or completely could, you know, could mean that you aren't going to move forward in your career. And so this was really big for me because I was in, um, my job and they give you like a two-year window to pass your licensure exam and of course you know a little bit of procrastination on Shari's end (laughs) I waited (laughs) until that second year you know I was like oh you know I'm studying along the way but I mean I waited I procrastinated a little bit I'm gonna be honest but I was also working full-time so I didn't have time to fully study and put in the work that I wanted in that first year so here I am in my second year and I have to take this exam um pay for this exam um and I didn't pass and I literally had like eight months to take it again in Mm -hmm. order to keep my job and so it completely just shook me like nothing ever before. I had never experienced anything like that in my life. And it took a minute for me to just kind of give into this notion that things don't always work out and Uh you still have to continue to move forward. Um, One of the lessons I think I learned from that experience was going into the test my head wasn't in the right place. Like I was pissed. I was mad. I had to take the test. I thought it was ridiculous. It didn't have any correlation to how I was as a clinician. It wasn't impacting my day-to-day work. So I went in with like this, well, if y'all say I got to do it, I'm going to do it, but I don't want to be here. You Mm -hmm. know, Um, I went in with the wrong mindset. And so it really taught me that there will be things along the journey that I don't want to do. And I think aren't, as beneficial as other things, Mm -hmm. but my mindset really plays a huge role in how I approach them and how I end up on the other side of them. Yeah. And so thankfully when I went in and I started studying again, because of course, like I said, you don't pass, you don't work um, where I was. They were like, ma'am, we will fire you like today. Um, so <laughs> I had to study, take it again, but I literally had to change my mindset and be more open, be more accepting to the process. Did I completely, um, was I thinking false thoughts? Like, yeah, this is a great thing. I'm so happy. This is a part of my process. No, I was not. I was still in the space of, you know, it's not something that I think we always should have to do these checks and balances, mm-hmm. but it changed. I, I changed my mindset. I was more open to the process. I was like, it's a part of the process. I'm going to, you know, do this regardless. So my mindset was different, which made studying different, which made taking the test, just sitting there in the test different. And so that's one big lesson that I learned is like mindset really does mm-hmm. impact how you move through processes, you know. And I think we have to keep that in mind, too, when we think about the flip side of no, of, you know, because when I think about myself, it's easier for me to say no. But now that we've all kind of talked about, like, what happens, you know, when you get a no in life, you know, 
our little no, what we might think is a little no, may be a big blow to someone when we're giving it. And we have no idea what the impact might be. Because when I think about how, like, how do you feel when you say no? I feel perfectly fine, (laughs) you know, saying no. Especially because if I say no, I've given it thought. It's not like a something that I just will just unleash, you know, and it could be something small, something big. Like I think about like my pros, my cons, like, so when I give a no, like I'm, I feel pretty sure about that, you know, Mm -hmm. but I don't tend to think a whole, whole lot. I mean, I'll give some consideration, but I don't think I think a whole, whole lot about like, how will this land on the receiver? So just kind of thinking and hearing all of our stories of like, oh, gosh, you know, some no's have a big impact on you Mm -hmm. Um, and think about how that is for other people. I like. Yeah. And I think that's a good um, kind of the second part of how do you feel when you tell other people no? And you kind of touched Mm -hmm. on on your perspective. Um, This is something that I I have struggled and I won't say struggled, but I have um, it's been. A, a growth edge, um, a growth area for me in telling people no. Um, and a lot of it is because, not a lot of it, some of it is just I want, you know, if someone is asking me to do something and if I can do it, I want to, you know, be there and be considered dependable. Um, but what I have learned the hard way is that it has often led me to overextending myself. And I remember mm-hmm. there was one time in my doc program that my clinical supervisor, my practicum site, I was telling her my schedule for the week and what I had to do. And she was just like, okay, so my mandate for you is you cannot say yes to anything else. Mm-hmm. Like, and I was like, well, no, I can figure it's like, no, because you are not okay. You, if you put one more thing on your schedule, you're, you're going to break. And in my mind, I'm like, no, but I, I'm managing. But she was right because I was managing, but I was Oof, burned out because yeah. I was saying yes to everything because I felt like, well, I can fit it in. So why, why, why say no? Um, so I've gotten better about evaluating. Like just because I can do something doesn't mean that I should do it. And kind of almost the opposite of what you said, not overestimating the value of my or the impact of my no. Mm-hmm. Like, if I say no, they'll find somebody else. Like I don't don't think that their project or their ask is going to now be in shambles because or you know the friendship or the relationship or the respect is going to go away because I said no. So having to be very kind of intentional about it. So I've gotten better. I've definitely have gotten like better, that. but it's an ongoing. It is an ongoing thing. Yeah, I like that. You know, it's been hard for me to say no. Like I. For a very long time, when I would have to say no, I felt very guilty over it for some of the same reasons you said, April, like I wanted to be available to people. I wanted to be, quote unquote, nice to people. Um, And it would get me into situations like, ah, man, like I'm overextended or I've said yes when I really mean no. So I'm not really giving it all my all. And so I had to do a lot of reflecting on it and. Um, thank God for therapists <laughs> because my therapist actually helped me to do a lot of reflection on times where I would say yes, but I actually meant no. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things, one of the lessons that I think I learned from that time in therapy is that saying yes when you mean no is not nice. It's mm-hmm. actually self-sacrifice, you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. while I think I'm being quote unquote nice, I'm not being nice. I'm actually just self-sacrificing myself, which often led me to feeling resentful. Resentful. And so, yeah. And so I ended up being not so nice in situations where it started with, well, I'm going to say yes, because I want to be a nice person. And Mm -hmm. so it's really important to think about, um, kind of like Erica said, weigh the pros and the cons, Mm -hmm. being able to say, you know, if I say yes, you know, what are the pros? What are the cons? If I say no, what are the pros? What are the cons? And also bringing in a little bit about what, like what April said of, 
if I say no, this person will be okay. Like Mm -hmm. the world didn't start with my yes and it's not going to end with my no. Right. And so being able to kind of take those things into account can be really, really important. And I think that's an important piece. And one thing I um, started asking myself, because it was a result of kind of what you talked about before is the people that I was overextending myself to when it came time for my ass, they were quick to be like, oh, no, I can't do it. So I have I try to be intentional with my yes. Like I only say yes to things that I really want to do. And one way I, I think about it is like the worst feeling for me is to be in a place that I don't want to be. Like that's one of the reasons I'm quick to Thank drive you, somewhere. Like I have ex- I like my anxiety comes up when I don't have control to leave a situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I same thing with saying yes. Like I don't want to ever say yes to something and then be in there like resenting it or resenting yeah, the person. Yes. Um so I try to evaluate um my yeses or my no's because every time that I've said yes when I knew I should have said no I've regretted mm-hmm. it. Like I think of um, one of my, my really close childhood friends, bachelorette weekend. And initially I said, no, I was in grad school. <laughs> they were going to Vegas. And I was just like, I can't afford it. Like I just can't, I can't afford this fight. I can't afford the, um, the hotel. And I don't ever want to be that person in a trip. Like I can't go to this. Y'all I only got, you know, right. I don't want to be the broke friend. On the that trip, is the worst. Of, it it's is. and one of I ended up going. One of um, the other people in the bridal part was like, "No, I really want all her friends there, and I'll help." You know, all you got to do. And so I ended up getting a stamp. One of my friends was a flight attendant, and I got a buddy pass. Never again, um, girl. And I got enough money to get you know to pay for my portion of the hotel. It was a mess. Like it was a hot mess the trip was fine but there were things that i i felt so restricted and i felt guilty and i was like uh i couldn't enjoy myself and mm-hmm. then i got stuck coming back because i was on standby and oh, i got no. kicked off of every, like that was the first time i slept in an airport because yeah. oh, i got no. bumped off of Ozbad, bumped off of every flight ended mm-hmm. up like flying into birmingham and had my dad drive me back to mm-hmm. auburn and my car was in Atlanta. It was a mess because it's like, I can't oh, God. spend enough. Yeah. Oh, April. It was yeah. a full Aprilism. Um, but it was one of those things like, had I just stuck with my no, mm-hmm. none of this would have happened. So it's one of those things like when you know, you should say, like, listen to your gut. Yeah. Um, because there's a reason. Right. Um, and those are the times I think when it's really hard for me because I also have FOMO. Um, like I want to be everywhere, go to everything. Sometimes I have to look at my pockets and be like, April, you don't have it. Right. You can't go. My thing is I evaluate my peace. Like my question Mm. is, is this about to impact my peace? And if it's going to impact my peace, my answer is no. Like I, I can't, I, I wish you well. I really let me be there in another way. But in this way, I cannot. Yeah. And I, you know, that that's pretty much how I have to do it because, you know, my anxiety kicks in when I am in, like you said, in spaces that I don't want to be in, you Mm know, I feel, yeah, I feel out of control. I don't like that feeling. It just creates more problems for me um, than anything. And so I just feel like I am at my best. I'm able to be a better friend. I'm able to be a better employee when my peace is not negatively impacted. For sure. For sure. So what do you think would be some good tips then to help listeners with um, dealing with a no and being comfortable saying no? Mm. say what you mean like you know mean what you say and mean what you say so if it is a yes you need to ask yourself why is it okay for you to say yes to this thing and it's like because you know I'm really committed to doing this thing I really want to support I have the means to do it it's you know like 
it needs to not, if, if, if any of the reasons have anything to do with guilt or fear, then I don't think it's an appropriate yes. Like it should be an appropriate yes. And anything done out of feeling like you have to, um, or feeling like afraid to, you, you're do, you're saying yes because you're afraid to say no. Um, not like a danger, like a personal safety thing, but you know, you just need to, it, there needs to be a good reason for your yes, as, as well as a good reason for your no. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think for me, one would be understanding that you don't always have a have to give an answer in the moment. That's yes. what's yes. been like my saving grace. Um, because in the moment, I will always be like, well, I can. You know, in the moment, that's just the way my brain, it automatically goes there. Well, I can, so I should, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And oftentimes, like I said, that has gotten me in a world of trouble um, or it's just created like spaces where I don't want to be. And so my saving grace has been the statement, let me get back to you or let me think about it. Is that cool? You know, and and being able to say, let me get back to you tomorrow or let me get back to you in an hour. Mm -hmm. Um, That. That's been really, really helpful because that does give you time to sit and to evaluate your yes, evaluate your no, mm-hmm. um, to kind of feel how you're feeling. Mm-hmm. So if you are in a space where you're about to say yes, but you're feeling extremely nervous or extremely overwhelmed or extremely um, excited, like those feelings mean something. If you're in a space and you're about to say no and you're feeling extremely guilty or you're feeling extremely fearful, like Erica said, like those feelings mean something. And not saying that they're good or bad, but it gives you time to evaluate them. Mm-hmm. And so that's a big tip that I would say, you know, being able to postpone it and say, let me get back to you. Let me think about it. And then bouncing it around in your head, bouncing it off trusted friends, trusted people in your life, and then giving the answer. Um, I think I would add on to um, to that by saying conflict is not always a bad thing. Um, and I think sometimes we avoid saying no because we don't want to cause any conflict. And, and when, when we kind of have like a conflict avoidant attitude about things, you end up in situations that you really don't want to be in because you're trying to save the peace. And then like it, it bites you, um, kind of in the butt. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And so being okay with conflict, cause you could, as long as you address it, like not ignoring the conflict, but being able to say no. And if you feel that no has caused, you know, rift being okay with addressing, cause sometimes we get in our head. Um, when we tell a person no, or we think, well, if I tell them no, then they're going to think this. And we create these whole stories. And it's like, well, if you just ask, you know, and, and even if you did cause a little bump, you can talk about that, like being okay. Um, so I think that is something to, to be that I would add to is just don't be afraid of the conflict, um, like lean into it when when possible. Awesome. Uh, very good tips, y'all. Yeah. Well, I think this is really good. We're going to roll right into our final segment of the show, and that is to send one your love. Our favorite. <laughs> right. Um. <laughs> So um, we're going to be sending our love. So I'm going to, I want to start. I want to send my love to my soon to be mother-in-law who saved me from having to cook any dinner yesterday. Um, nice. She cooks food. She fried some fish. I think that's the family favorite um, in the family I'm going into. She fried some fish and had everybody nice. over and everybody came and we all ate and stepped ourselves and it was great. And so I want to send my love that's out so to fun. her. Thank that's you. So cool. Thank you. Thank you. How about you, I ladies? love families. <laughs> I love when families feed you. Yes, Lord. I know. <laughs> I miss family food. Ugh. <laughs> I know. I was thinking, like, it is Sunday. What am I going to eat? I don't even want my dinner no more. It's so that I don't crazy. know what it was going to be. It's like, uh, I have a Sunday meal. Nice. <laughs> that was sweet. <laughs> Um, well, I, I will, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, nope, nope. kind of still thinking. <laughs> oh, okay. 
Um, so I would like to send my love to um, a particular flight attendant, Miss Mary, on American Airlines, my flight to Miami. She was the nice, I have never encountered a nicer flight attendant. Like she was in mom mode. So I was sitting and I, my knees will get really like, I have bad knees since I was a kid. Like if I sit in a position too long, um, they'll start to swell and even like the squats have to be careful. So for whatever reason, my knee was really bothering me on the flight and she could tell like I think I was rubbing it and I tried to stretch my legs and she was like do you want to move see she's like just move up to sit behind the bulkhead there's more room and it was not a full flight so I was like oh can I she's like yeah just go ahead and move so she let me move to see with more leg room then she came back and checked on me then gave me packets of biofreeze which is essentially almost like icy hot it's cooling gel and she was like somebody's in the bathroom right now but when they get out go back and go in there take your pants down and rub it on your knee you're gonna feel great i said well thank you miss mary (laughs) (laughs) i surely did go in that bathroom and rub mom that biofreeze on my knee and amazing that is so so i have to send i have to email american airlines to let them know that mary is with a card or something yes yeah she was great so, shout out to her, because I can't imagine being a flight attendant right now. No. Uh, no, I can't either. Bless, and she bless them all, seriously. Bless them all, all yeah. flight crew. But she was great. Nice. So, I want to send my love out to about eight women who I was supposed to go to Puerto Rico with next week. Um, and we have all canceled our trip. And we've been in our group chat kind of lamenting over the fact that we are no longer going to um, paradise because of the coronavirus. Um, And so I want to send my love out to them because we've all had to change plans around. I'm going to work. Some people are trying to figure out if they are just going to continue to take off. So it's just been a lot. We've been calling and emailing people trying to get refunds and all types of things. So I want to send my love out to them. Um, because they are with me in this struggle. So (laughs) thanks for being supportive. All right. Well, thank y'all. That was a really, really good episode. Um, I think we touched on some really good points. Thank you guys for listening. If you're still listening up until this point, continue to check in with us. We always um, are available on social media platforms. So on three Sykes and a mic. So the number three Sykes and a mic on Instagram, as well as Facebook. Um, You can always, if you're listening on any platform, make sure that you like, you comment, you subscribe to us. If you are um, having questions or if you want to ask us questions or send out, you know, different things to us, feel free to um, connect with us uh, at our Gmail account. So three sites and a mic at gmail.com. And hopefully we will hear you or see you guys. Nope. Hopefully you'll listen next week. I don't know what I'm saying, Lord. Hopefully you'll listen next week and we will see y'all soon. All right, everyone. Bye. 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 Y'all stay safe. Stay safe.